0: Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 014. Despise not. Hey, I'm, I'm going through a theme here, if you haven't catched it by now. If you've missed the past two wake-up calls, make sure you go back and listen to them. Uh, they're on the podcast channel, or if you're watching my video, they're on the Instagram, Facebook. Make sure you go check them out, TikTok. But today, the wake-up call is titled, Despise Not. We're working our way through Proverbs chapter 3, powerful powerful... Uh, Chapter in the book of the Bible, I always say powerful. I'm going to have to find, I really am going to have to find a synonym to the word powerful. Because if you've been consistently listening to the podcast, to these videos, I use that word pretty religiously. So we'll have to, uh, hey, how about this? If you know a good synonym for the word powerful, comment, put it in the comment section. Maybe I'll learn a few new words this week. <laughs> this week's wake up call, despise not. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11 and 12. Let me read this to you. It says, My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. I want to talk about chastening, and maybe that word's a little foreign, we don't use that a whole lot, but basically, discipline. And it's in the context of a father and son. You know, the book of Proverbs is written, uh, it starts out, you know, hey, I'm writing this to my son. Uh, I want you to... It's written from a father's perspective to a child so that they can know the wisdom of God and so that they can grow up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. In fact, we get that passage that we see lots of times in nurseries, preschools, that we when we do baby dedications... um, you know, teach your children the the ways of the Lord, so that when they grow up, that when they're old, they'll not depart from the things of God. Uh, Proverbs twenty two six. And throughout the book of Proverbs is the wisdom of God. It's not just good sayings. It's just not. It's not just practical. Oh, these are good little practical tidbits. It is. This is the wisdom of God. And in these two verses, it's telling us to despise not, don't think down of, don't run away from God's correction. And that's what the word chastening means. It means to, it's in the context of of correction. Uh, it's in the context of child training. You know, my daughter Naomi, she's 17 going on 18 months old. And even at her young age, she's beginning to learn right and wrong about certain things. You know, she knows, like, for instance, when we sit down to eat, she's learning how to use a spoon. Okay, sometimes it slips, right? Accident. But then there's sometimes she chunks the spoon, and she just throws that thing. And it's got yogurt or refried beans or whatever she's eating, and it just—food's flying everywhere. And she did it on purpose. Well, okay, there needs to be some correction there. Good little pop, you know. Don't get on here and tell me about how I shouldn't spank children. You know, I don't I don't need that. The, the, the Bible plainly tells us to correct children. And look, a little, just a little pop there, a little sting— and she quickly changes. It's amazing. She just... That correction, that corrective force, that, that little bit of, of uh, you know, correction and discipline there changes her habits because she doesn't want that to happen again. again. Well, it's the, it's the very same essence here. Do not despise the chastening of the Lord. Do not detest His correction. You shouldn't want to run from the repute, reproof or rebuke or correction or instruction of the Lord. God is a loving father, and he corrects his children. That's what a good father does. If a child is doing something wrong, it is the responsibility of a parent to correct them. And we have the greatest father there is, God the Father. He is perfect in all his ways. And if there is a time in my life or your life where we get off his truth, his wisdom, if we, go, if we go from what is correct and righteous to what is sinful and wrong, we should desire the Lord to quickly correct us. By convicting us in our spirit, the Holy Spirit will convict us. You know this isn't right. Turn away. Flee from temptation. You're going down the wrong path. We need that. We should desire that. We should desire to be corrected. We should desire to be chastened, as the Bible says. We should desire... To have reproof, or for God to say, "Hey, that's wrong," a rebuke. No, stop it. Change your ways. In fact, I want to read this as th- that was Proverbs chapter three, verse eleven. Hebrews chapter twelve. Uh, a good bit of this chapter in Hebrews chapter twelve uh, deals with the correction of the Lord. Hebrews twelve, and look at this, verse five. It says this. And you have forgotten, some of you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. Now notice this. What you're about to hear is what a father says to a son. You know, we want God. We want to know God as our father. We want to be a child of God. But the very nature of being a child implies that I am subject to his correction. I'm subject to his discipline. It's part of the relationship I have with him so that I can mature and grow in the things of God. Now notice, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. And whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and he scourges every son whom he receives. Do not be discouraged when you are rebuked by the Lord. The Lord will not correct you. You know He's not going to grind you into powder. He's a loving Father. He's not just waiting to hurt and harm you. He's not waiting just to zap you from heaven with holy lightning bolts. (laughs) No, He's a loving and kind Father, and He will correct. He corrects through His Word. He corrects by the Holy Spirit. And I need to say this. I want to make this point. In religion, some people have said, well, I guess God's just trying to teach me something through sickness. God is not the author of sickness. That is what religion says, that God uses sickness to correct. God doesn't do that. God's not the author of sickness. It actually would go against the entire ministry of Christ. There is no one that came to Christ when he was on the earth in need of physical bodily healing that Jesus said, you know what, I would love to heal you, but the Lord's just teaching you something right now. He didn't do it. Every time someone came to him to be healed, he healed them. He healed them. Now, how does God correct us? He corrects us by his word. He corrects us by his spirit. Now, also note that, notice this. There are just like in a human relationship, God can also say, all right, you know what, I want you to turn, I want you to turn from what you're trying to do. I'm wanting to correct you through the word and by the spirit, conviction. but if you're going to choose to go down the wrong path, that's your choice and I can't go with you. I'm not going to go with you into sin. I could go on a whole another a whole nother rant here. <clears throat> uh, but you know I've heard heard people say that uh, take take biblical grace and distort it. As if God's gonna go with you right into your sin. But look, if you make a choice and you know right from wrong by the Word of God, by the Holy Spirit, and His laws written on the tablet of our hearts, and we're convicted, and you choose to do the wrong, then the consequences that take place is not God divinely, you know, ah, correcting you, slapping you around. It's that, that we live in a fallen world that is dead in sin. And the wages of sin is death. The, work, the paycheck for the work of sin is death. And if you're being chastened, corrected, rebuked, reproved by the Lord, and you continue in that path of destruction and you suffer consequence, it's not because God's just sitting in heaven. I'm going to get him now. <laughs> no, you are suffering the right judgment and justice that is in the earth. Whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. If you sow to the Spirit, you'll reap life eternal. If you sow to the flesh, you'll reap destruction. And when the Lord sees us lovingly, kindly, He will correct us. And we shouldn't be afraid of His correction. We shouldn't be afraid of discipline. Notice this, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 10. For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. Talking about our parents, right? As a child, you're only a child for such a you know a certain amount of time. You grow up eventually, at least I hope so. I hope you've grown up at some point. <laughs> but as a child, you grow up and to a certain there's a, only a certain amount of time that your parents have to teach you, to train you and to discipline you. And he's saying for a certain amount of time they're chastened, but he for our prophet that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening, No discipline seems to be joyful for the present, but nevertheless, afterward, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. In other words, right in the midst of correction, you may not like it, but understand that even though you're being corrected, you're being disciplined that it's going to produce a harvest of righteousness. It's going to produce peace. And it will make you a partaker of holiness. You know, Jesus talked about this in John 15, saying that he's the true vine and we are the branches. And it says this, Every branch that bears fruit, my Father prunes it so that it can bear more fruit. You know, I got shrubs around my house just the other day. I was working out in the yard, and uh, as I'm trimming trimming the shrubs, what do I realize? It's just going to cause more growth, right? Uh, You know, I I remember talking to a young man about shaving, Blake, and I know you watch and listen to a lot of this as well. Blake's learning how to shave or wants to learn how to shave, and I told him, I said, look here, when you start shaving, you're never going to be able to quit. It's going to make it grow even faster and thicker and darker. <laughs> You're shaving your face. Uh, and, that, and that's what takes place, uh, w- that Jesus is talking about him as the true vine. Even the branches that produce fruit, I'm going to prune them. I'm going to clip back anything that's not producing fruit so that you can not just bear some fruit but even more fruit. And that's what we want. I want to be corrected. If I'm going down the wrong path, Lord, quickly, quickly correct me. If I'm playing around with sin, Lord, quickly convict. I don't want to get caught. I don't want to be deceived. I want to be quickly corrected. I want to be quickly disciplined. I want to catch it right then, Lord. And that's his desire. And again, it's not he's not doing it out of hate. He's not doing it out of hurt. He's not hurting and harming you. It's like he said to the children of Israel when they were in Babylonian captivity. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you. They're plans plans of good and to prosper you. When did God say that through the prophet Jeremiah? While they're in Babylonian captivity. Why were they in Babylonian captivity? Because they transgressed the law of God. Not because God wanted them there. God didn't want them in captivity. But they chose to go against the wisdom of God, the law of God, and they went their own way. And so now they're being corrected. Now they're being chastened. Now they're being disciplined. And all along, God says, I have good plans for you. I have plans to prosper you. But I can't prosper you. I can't give you this goodness that I want to give you while you're just living in sin. we got to get that sin out of you. And that's what takes place in our lives when God corrects us. It's so that we can be partakers, part of living in His holiness. Hey, I'm so thankful that you listened today. Make sure you join me every Monday for a brand new wake-up call. And every Thursday for a teaching episode on the podcast channel, Faith for My Generation. If you're listening on the podcast, leave me a five-star review. I'd really appreciate it. If you're watching on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, hey, let me know in the comment section uh, something that you took away from today's wake-up call. I'll see you next time. And remember, we are the faithful. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday, I've got a brand new wake-up call for you. And every Thursday, I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.